right, good morning, good morning, RCC family. It is so nice to see you all and to be worshiping with you. Um, and good morning to everyone who is on live stream. We are so happy that you are worshiping with us in this way. If it's your first time and you're tuning in, welcome, you tuned in to a party. Today is Celebration Sunday. We are celebrating our seventh birthday, and so we are exceptionally excited to be celebrating with you. If you are new, we'd love to just like welcome you proper. So if you want to drop a name, tell us where you're from, we will give you a good RCC welcome. All right, guys, so this morning we're going to have a quick service, and then we're going to go outside and just spend some time in fellowship, but let's get our service started off with the lectionary. If you would, stand with me as we read the word of God. If you're familiar with us, we read a lectionary every week, and the lectionary goes over the Bible in a span of three years, and we get to join in with the Universal Church as we are all reading the psalm this morning. And so it says, I will praise you in the great assembly. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of those who worship you. The poor will eat and be satisfied. All who seek the Lord will praise him and their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. The whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. And all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For royal power belongs to the Lord. And he rules all the nations. Let the rich of the earth feast and worship. Bow before him all who are mortal, all whose lives will end as dust. And our children will also serve him. Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. So God, we just anchor ourselves this morning into your eternal goodness. Lord, we join an assembly of hosts and generations upon generations who have come to you singing praises and reading psalms. Lord, may our praises echo on into eternity. God, we thank you because you are good and worthy of praise you have been so faithful and so attentive to us. We thank you for the seven years that you have brought in us here, for the families and the friends and the lives that have been changed. God, we just offer all of that back to you as praise. Lord, this morning, despite whatever our weeks or our mornings even looked like, we just anchor ourselves in joy, God give you our anxieties and our worry and instead we just pick up a spirit of praise this morning. God, I pray over everyone who is under the sound of my voice, whether they're listening on live stream or will listen as a podcast later, God, just bless them with a spirit of peace and joy and contentment. May the joy that you live in be so accessible to us all this morning. And we love you, we exalt you, we lay our praises gladly at your feet. And in your name we pray, amen.
God, we come this morning with thankful hearts in all of your grace, a grace that has allowed this community to grow over the last seven years and even thrive through the pandemic. We ask your continued blessings on RCC. We ask your continued grace, provision, and healing for all those in our community. Um, in particular, we pray for Katie Sullivan as she undergoes surgery this week. Guide the hands of her doctors, strengthen her body, and shroud her family and friends in a blanket of your peace. We pray for the McFarlands. Grant them wisdom as they work through the next steps with their business. Provide opportunities far greater than they are able to imagine for them and their team. And for Don Eady's friend, Bruce, we pray that everyone he touches will be changed by his witness, that his health continue to trend positively and his family find strength, comfort, and peace in you. And for the unspoken needs in this body, God, heal, the heal, hear the desires of their heart, and grant grace according to your will. God, we know there are things here that you know that we don't, and we ask that you would give us the courage to speak those things and allow this community to, to surround us. In Jesus' name, we ask this all. Amen. So if you guys want to turn your attention to the screens, we've gotten some really cool birthday videos and messages, and we're going to share that with you now. Hey, River City, congratulations on seven years of life together under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I just want to encourage you all in the days ahead out of Psalm 133 that your unity, your loving devotion to one another and to Jesus would grow strong and that out of that would come a great anointing upon you as a people and that you would see even greater transformation in your lives and in the community in the days ahead. God bless you and have a great day. Hey, this is Tom Tanner, uh, lead pastor at Riverstone Church. Uh, just a quick shout out uh, to River City. Uh, we love River City. Uh, we love what you stand for. We love the way you walk out your faith. Uh, we love Josh and the leadership there. I love uh, Josh's humility, uh, his teachability, uh, but also just his strength in the word and his commitment to the gospel. I uh, love that about him. I love that about River City. I love the way you've embraced your community and really just taken responsibility. Uh, for Smyrna and just a desire rather than uh, trying to build a church so much you're really trying to win a city and transform a community and I, I love that about you guys I uh, love your your heart for the lost uh, most of all I, I just love uh, the heart that River City has uh, for Jesus and your willingness to risk and your willingness to sacrifice in order for the name of Jesus uh, to be advanced for the name of Jesus to be preached and for the love of Jesus to be spread around. So thank you for what you do. Uh, keep doing it. And uh, just know that we're in your corner. We love you. We love being partnered with you and having you as a part of our network. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Hello, River City. It is so good to be part of this wonderful day and celebration, seven years, quite an accomplishment. And look how far you have come. It's amazing. When I think about River City, the community, the leadership, the staff, all of you together, 
how you impact the Smyrna community, how you impact one another's lives. There are some things that always stand out. First of all, how well you operate in honoring all people. You, you have this wonderful blend of diversity and harmony that's weaved through everything you do with such intentionality. It makes you relevant as distinctly Christian bringing that in, staying within your roots as distinctly Christian, true to biblical values, yet blending such diversity of generations, of ethnicity, of gender, and doing it so well. You're fierce warriors uh, on the front of community. Then the other thing that stands out to me is how you also blend the liturgy, uh, the liturgical, along with the, the charismatic, the person and presence, the power and the flow of Holy Spirit, how you have such a rich stream, a river. You have two streams you bring together that, that just creates such a river. And you then you sprinkle in excellence and creativity ingenuity and resourcefulness. And I think this shows up so well in your outreach and expression of your faith in Holy Week, which is one of the highlights of my experiences with River City each year. I love just participating in Holy Week. I see your creativity, your ingenuity. I see your deeply rooted biblical values. I see your diversity and the harmony, the liturgy, and the free flow of Holy Spirit. What a blend to achieve that as your foundation, the sky's the limit, River City, of what God's gonna do in the next seven years. Keep running after him and happy birthday. I'm so excited for you. Blessings. Hey, River City family, this is uh, Ernie Wagoner, um, the lead pastor at Sojourn Church. We're in the same network. Um, and I just want to say I'm thrilled um, that you guys are celebrating seven years. Um, so thankful for the way that God has been at work in your community, and He is at work in your community. I'm thankful for the way that you guys are forging a path for discipleship and spiritual formation. Um, I'm grateful for River City. Uh, you guys are a gift to me, and I'm glad that you guys exist. And uh, I'm praying for you guys uh, that this seventh year would be a year and of celebration, of hope, of kind of rethinking vision as you guys move past uh, into this next kind of phase uh, with our COVID journey. And I'm praying that God would do special things with you guys. Um, happy seventh anniversary. Happy seventh birthday, River City. My name is David. I'm the pastor at Stonebridge. Honored to be a part of y'all celebration. Huge deal. When I think of y'all, several words come to mind. Diversity. Uh, y'all are a true reflection of the kingdom. I think of spiritual practices and formation. Y'all are so committed to spiritual growth and development. Um, even if it's costly, I think of creativity, artistic, uh, graphic, spiritual creativity in terms of reaching out to your community and building community. Uh, another word I thought of was straddlers. That can sound negative, but I see y'all that way. God's given y'all grace to occupy uh, two spaces at the same time. Some of that, just think about the ge geography, this space in between a large city like Atlanta and the sleepier towns that 
Cobb County spiritually, y'all's commitment to modern and ancient uh, worship, your commitment to being contemplative and engaged in community transformation. And so I'd encourage y'all maybe just to think about that as you move forward into year eight. What does it look like for y'all to continue to occupy two worlds faithfully? Um, So anyway, hope you guys have a great celebration. Blessings to you. So thankful to be uh, doing this this with y'all. Happy birthday, River City. This is Pastor Lindsay, our Carol from the square down the street. We just wanted to let you know that we love you. We are so thankful to Jesus for you. We're so thankful to call you friends and family and to get to partner with you for the renewal of Smyrna. We love the way that you love Jesus and we love the way that you serve our city. You have opened your doors so wide to just take care and to serve the people of Smyrna so well. We also really deeply love the way that you hold the word of God. It inspires me personally and the way that you treat it with the reverence and the respect that it deserves and you allow it to shape the way that you love and serve others. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your obedience. We love you so much. Thanks for being friends and families and partners and let's keep running towards the renewal of Smyrna together. Happy birthday! Hey, Hey, River River City City Church, Church, and happy birthday. Happy birthday. Teddy Hart and Crystal Hart here all the way from Long Beach, California to wish you a happy birthday. And we're grateful to be a part of this special morning where you're celebrating all that God's done among you. And, you know, we are some of the people who have benefited most from that, from the ways you guys have supported our church and the relationships that we have with both Josh and Sarah Turner. Um, We have loved and been carried uh, by your prayers and the experiences we've had among you. And so today on your seventh birthday, we want to offer you this prayer. River City Church, may you celebrate God's ever-present, never-failing faithfulness to you Savor the moments that were deeply enriching and transformative. Name the gifts you received. Recall as many as you can and carry them with you into the year ahead. Grieve the losses. Give yourself permission to feel that too as a holy act of honoring the beauty of of what once was. And may you continue to be bold and courageous in your petitions to God for justice and shalom in your neighborhoods and city. May you be active and unceasing in your service to the marginalized and oppressed among you. May you be known for it. May you be sought out for it. May you continue to be a house of prayer a safe haven and a refuge for the people of Smyrna, Georgia. We bless you, River City Church, and the goodness of God displayed within your community and carried outside into the world. Peace to you. And grace to you. Wow. That was awesome. I've never um, listened to Teddy and Crystal talk for so long without making a joke. So I'm still catching up to that. Um, really thankful for those who are online and just for friendships. People who send in the videos, it means a lot. 
So um, praying blessings back on everybody that did. It's, it's a little bit strange to be here now and hear that and just even the diversity of the group in terms of the churches they're from and the kinds of churches they lead is humbling and means a lot. And so I want to start today, though, because I felt like I have this massive amount of desire to make people laugh today. So that's, that means it's not going to work. Absolutely. My humor only works if I don't think about it beforehand. So I actually called Jason Hamill and asked him to be here. Maybe just, yes, thank you. Let's just, let's, let's thread it in, maybe in, in a medium. In a, thank you. <laughs> there it is. This is the first time I've ever made sure he would come to church. <laughs> and he's ready, I can tell. He is just, I love you, man, I've missed you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I bought a book for you today. It's called The Celebration of Discipline. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's just a sermon note. That's all it is. It does. Right? There's colors, crayons on the back. He'll just keep going. That's the thing. Just going to keep going. I do love you. I'm going to jump into this now. We're going to celebrate by starting by singing happy birthday. I'm going to point your section. When I point to your section, I want you to try out for the people who would sing happy birthday, all right? One, two, three. Stop, stop. Go home. Y'all go home. One, two, three. You just got beat by half the amount of people. All right. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. Happy okay, that's enough. One, two, three. Oh. All right. One, two, three. Seven-year milestones. Here's some things that happen to people who are seven years old, just for you to know. They speak better and follow commands better, pretty simply put. They understand jokes and are able to express humor. Many of you are not seven yet. They have a fast mental... You know what, you know what though? You know what I told myself? So I want to be funny, but sometimes when I really want to be funny, I start being sarcastic. It's not helpful. Because sarcasm begets sarcasm, but being hilarious begets being hilarious. So I I just made that up literally on the spot, and y'all were like, "Eh, even Allison. All right, let's keep going. So seven-year-old milestones, fast mental growth. You actually start to lose your baby teeth so that you can get your big boy, big girl teeth to start to eat more food for a longer period of time, and you need to brush those bad boys. Uh, That's a big deal. You understand teamwork when you turn seven, some people. You can describe your feelings and how to explain that. So many of us also are not seven, it's still. I'm still evidently six because I have a hard time explaining my feelings. You start to really wonder where you fit in. And I have a close to seven-year-old, so I can see this happening. And you grow roughly 2.5 inches a year in height. And also four to seven pounds. So I turned seven like three times during the pandemic, evidently. (laughs) Almost exactly three times. RCC milestones in the past seven years, some things I've seen. One big thing for me in the beginning, can this become a reality? It's a reality. 
Number two, can there be a core of people that want to go after Jesus together? That happened right from the beginning. Never had a launch. We just started gathering together and meeting at tables. People came in and left quickly because that was not what they were looking for. Number three, can we find a place to plant? We're here in Smyrna. Everybody clap for that. That's pretty good. Number four, can we see a body start to grow living in love, right? Like living in love and being an open community to loving people well. We have seen God do that. We saw God move us into a space called the table where we can honor our city and love our city well. That's a big thing happening. We became a people of prayer. I think that's one of the things that marks us most. We are a church that prays for what God wants to do. We made it through a pandemic. So everybody clap on that. Well, sort of through. We're still traveling. We're still traveling. It's still a reality, but we're here right now, and it's been a year. Some of you that are here today haven't seen in over a year. That's crazy. And then finally, for me, equipping the saints has become, I think, the biggest push since we started, to see people jump into that deeper space and for God to start to form us deeply, to become a deep people. I'm seeing it. We actually have a group that I've been leading called Equipping the Saints because I'm not super great at naming groups. Thought about roots. Thought about, then I was like, well, thought about practicing the way. And then I just went back to the first one, equipping the saints. In our group, we go through spiritual disciplines together. And we have traveled through a couple so far, silence and solitude and Sabbath. And my life has changed more than ever because I made space to do that with a collection of the, who, who in here is in that? Raise your hand real quick. So some of these guys have just kind of jumped into it as well. And we're going to be expanding that going into the next season. Excited to share with you some different things, but... One of the actual disciplines listed that is, it can be found in Richard Foster's book or a lot of books, there's a lot of books about the disciplines, is celebration. Everybody say celebration. It's actually a discipline to celebrate, which sometimes can feel ritualistic. And we don't like ritual things, but I just want to kind of diffuse some of the ideas of even liturgical or ritual. You do a liturgy of sorts no matter who you are. It's the way that you order things. We even already practice celebration. Who in here had a birthday in the last year? Raise your hand. We already have space for it, right? We already know that every year people are worth stopping and celebrating, right? Every year we stop. Hopefully, if not, let me know and we'll throw you a party because we need to be reminded. Celebration is good. Celebration is needed and it strengthens us when we celebrate together. Our culture does not value celebration. Our culture values a couple things. I think it looks like celebration, but it's really more like an escape. It's what people are running to at bars and clubs, and it's what people try and do. Escape is not the same of being present in and naming. Whoever said that in the video, I love the thing. Naming the gifts of God. Thank you so much for seven years old. Thank you so much for my wife, Sarah. Thank you so much for Shane and his faithfulness. Thank you so much. To name something is not the same to escape. They look similar looking in, but our culture does not necessarily value this idea of spontaneity. This idea of carefree spontaneity and celebration, this idea of just be still and and enjoy the day, right? We have a girl on our softball team that is not gonna be a professional softball player. She's not, but she'll stop and I'll look over at her and she'll just be like dancing in the outfield and I have to be like, hey, there's a hitter. But there's something about her that just is present. She walks up to bat, she'll strike out and she doesn't care. Yesterday she got hit by a pitch and she didn't even rub it and just went into the dugout or she went to first base. 
That's a negative in sports. All of those, this this is how crazy our society is. She's literally having a good day dancing. It's a negative in a game. Don't be happy, right? Don't ever go to a 10U tournament for boys. Don't ever go, because you don't even want to be a human after that. They can't smile, right? They need to take it seriously. I heard yesterday in a tournament, different coaches from multiple teams, when balls were going towards kids, hey, wear that, get on base. What are we doing? Our culture doesn't value spontaneity, joy, celebration, So we have to be reminded to do it, right? We have to be reminded when you get a new job, it's time to celebrate. When you turn a new age, it's time to celebrate. When there's birth, it's time to celebrate. When you go to school, time to celebrate. When you wake up, maybe celebrate. I don't know. There's reasons to celebrate. I don't value so much the idea of doing a church that acts like there's nothing to not celebrate. That's not the the purpose. But we still gotta be a people that celebrate, right? Augustine says that you should be an alleluia, hallelujah, alleluia, hallelujah, alleluia, I don't know, either one, from head to foot. The Christian is a representation of living an alleluia from head to foot. We should seem like we're not apathetic and always serious, right? We value seriousness. He's mature at a young age. That kid's just, something's wrong with him. He's too happy. Can't sit still at a desk for 12 years. Raise my hand. Maybe I don't learn that way. Maybe throw me in the woods. Let me play with some dirt. We don't value these things that I think God puts in our heart, right? Culture of celebration, a culture of joy. There's a couple passages that talk about this as a foundation. You can pull these up, Bill. The angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great what? that will be for all the people. Next, please. These things I have spoken to you that my what? May be in you and that your what? May be full. Next one, please. And he taught in their synagogues being glorified by all and he became, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as it was custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found a place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And because the spirit of the Lord is upon me, he's proclaimed me to preach. What news? To the poor. He has sent me to proclaim what? To the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's what? And all my Christian history comes to my mind from that, just that part right there, the year of the Lord's favor. Some crazy situations there, I'm going to be honest, but God is good, right? Go to the next one. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-what? That doesn't have to be at odds with joy. Against such things, there is no law. Is there any more, Bill? That's the last one. So ancient Israel was actually commanded by God to go and celebrate and gather three times a year. And they would literally go into the city singing celebratory songs, and they would pause everything to celebrate because they knew that joy and celebration would help motor them into their future. 
that a life without joy and celebration ends up becoming empty and not worth living and not enjoyable. And so God actually commands people to celebrate. So this brings to mind for me, what about fake celebration, right? Like, I started thinking about this, that we've become so accustomed to not actually experiencing joy that even when somebody says something that's not necessarily funny to us, we can say something like, oh, that's hilarious. Literally think about this. I, and I say this. You say a funny thing to me that's not really funny, i be like, oh, that's so funny. I'm not laughing, literally. Like, just look at me. Oh, that's so hilarious. If somebody tells you ever without laughing, oh, that is so funny. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. Because funny produces laughter. <laughs> Laughter's like the thing that makes you know, is that funny? Are they laughing? See, like that, it's funny to him. <laughs> and laughter begets laughter, right? Like, but so what do you do about that if we're commanded to celebrate, if it's a discipline? So I just want to kind of just reorient you. All of the disciplines given to us by our Father through the ancient church, into the New Testament church, through the apostles, are pathways to joy and produce joy. They're all worship. We worship through silence and solitude. We worship through scripture. We worship through actual singing. But all of these avenues begin to produce joy. But it takes time. You don't just jump in and expect a new person who's just said yes to Jesus to be full of joy from then forevermore because there's a process involved, right? It's taken us seven years to get where we're at today. There's been highs, there's been lows, but there's definitely stuff to celebrate. I was talking this morning to Mariah when I came in. I was sitting in the back and I was just sitting there thinking, going over the things I'm thankful for. Watching these guys practice worship, thankful for Shane, thankful for Jordan, thankful for Bill and Marcus, thankful for Mariah, thankful that we're in a, we have a place to worship God, thankful that there's bouncies outside, thankful that the sun was coming out as we were praying, thankful that we've, I remember a time for this church specifically where I did not know if we would make it past one year. I was legitimately concerned with where I would find a job after a year. That was just a, a reality that I was living. We're seven years old. Like we're a seven-year-old church. God has been faithful. We've seen people baptized. We've seen people step into ministry. We've sent missionaries across the world. I've seen people in this room weep and cry at experiencing the presence of Jesus. I've seen someone come from a broken past in a church that was manipulative and was all the things, step back into a connection with Jesus and begin to be fostered into a space of growth and joy. I've seen God restore. I've seen God take people who are deconstructing and help them fall back into a place of health and growth. I've seen God do so much. We have so much to be thankful for. But it has to be real, right? It has to be real. Psalm 50 says this. So I want to talk to you just really quickly. I've got about three more minutes. What are the ways that you celebrate, right? These are, this psalm for me, if I'm just honest, horrify me to do these things in front of people. Whether I'm in a church, if I'm at a school, on a field, the most uncomfortable I'll feel in life is if I'm ever supposed to dance, and I don't know where you're supposed to dance. There's places you're supposed to dance. The worst scenario for me, either do some type of ad lib, like I was asking you guys to do to be funny, to do, you're welcome, to do some type of dance, or a, ask me to do a skit, I will run from that so quickly. It's the, these ways because there's something so revealing about just kind of being present, right? Like I think of Drew. Drew's just present all the time. He's always happy, right, Drew? Yeah! 
<laughs> Jason, you got a competition, right? <laughs> now they're about to have a conversation. <laughs> Wait, what do you say? Fake, fake happening, fake happening. Okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> No, no, sir. No, 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 no. Hey, I will one day if he wants me to. Thank you. I'm going to start small, though. I'm going to do things like smile in front of people, be kind, name the things that God is doing. So I'm going to read you this psalm real quick. Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and what? Yep. Praise him with the strings and the pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. This is like a lot of people's nightmare, I'm realizing, like those things. Praise him, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what are ways to celebrate? Be present and silly enough to dance, to say hallelujah, to not be so ordered that you can't laugh, to enjoy comedy, right? These are ways a person lives That is offsetting sometimes because we don't enjoy spontaneity, celebration, and joy. We'd rather be serious. A couple other ways you can do this. Poke fun at yourself, right? Here's where I struggle because, yeah, I want to poke fun at (laughs) y'all. That's just me being honest. I want to do that because I like sarcasm because it's an escape. It's also an escape. But poke fun at yourself. Be honest about where you're not awesome. Don't always have to be profound. Tweet something not profound. Tweet a picture of you before you get ready, right? Men, you know what I'm saying? Tweet, a, tweet something ridiculous. Tweet something honest. I went through this season where I was like, I want to tweet all the things I struggle with. It was a super awkward couple weeks. I didn't have a lot of responses. Nobody was liking my stuff. They were probably like, somebody needs to check on Josh. I was like, this is happening in all of us. I just want to be honest. I just want to start to be honest. Have fun. Be like kids. When you see kids playing, jump in if their parents are around. Amen? That's big. Don't just jump in if you don't know them, because then it's different. Then it's different. Right? That is not hilarious. What are some things and things already given to us? Special events, jobs, birthdays. Who had a birthday in the last month? Raise your hand high if you had a birthday in the last month. Yes, yes. Everybody say happy birthday as loud as you can. Happy birthday! Yes, it's good. If you didn't get celebrated, come talk to me. We'll celebrate you. Notice the good things. Sometimes it's as easy as just noticing. Jessica Christ, I've heard so many good things about the Bible study you lead on Thursdays. Everybody's in love with it. They probably want you to plan a church. I would celebrate that. (laughs) There's so many people in here. Nancy, thank you for being willing to step on to Wise Council. I celebrate that because you're going to bring so much to it. 
I could look around this whole room and point out different things that you could, if you decided to, celebrate. It's a good day. Look, it's good. It's a good day outside. We're going to walk outside. We're going to jump on a jumpy, some of us. We're going to eat some food. These are good things, right? Why can some of us not celebrate? I don't want to spend too much time here, but some of us can't celebrate because we don't know how to be present. Some of us are just rushing through it. Let's accomplish another thing. Let's do another thing. Pause, right? When Israel was asked to do this, was that convenient? Oh yeah, travel to the city together, stop everything and only celebrate and worship. Three times a year, right? This is a big deal. And so the benefits are, really quick, three of them. It saves you from taking yourself too seriously. It gives you perspective. When you're celebrating with a bunch of different kind of people, it just kind of levels the field. When you're laughing together, it just kind of levels the field. And the third thing is it tends towards more celebration when you celebrate. So today we're seven years old, right? So many milestones. I'm going to pray this prayer. These seven-year-old milestones, I felt like God was, I won't add God to this. It was just me doing it. But I liked it. Can I say that? I liked it. This is my prayer, that our milestones would be that River City would speak better and follow Jesus' commands better, that we would understand how to laugh at jokes and express humor, that we would lean into hilarity, that we would mentally grow, that we would have our, (laughs) this is like one of those pastoral, our baby teeth would fall out. so that we could eat spiritual food. (laughs) Amen? Go from milk to meat. Yeah? So that didn't, yeah. That we would grow 2.5 inches in height every year and maybe add four to seven pounds a year. So I'm I'm leaning into some of you to add some weight this year, all right? That's for you. And not be socially awkward. That's that's good, because that actually leads into uh, testimony time, which will be... Very much that. So my next point for closing was be, be funny. I wrote down, be funny. That's why you're check. <laughs> I literally was going to call up three of you to do Mad Libs, Ad Libs. What are they called? Ad Libs. Where I give them a topic, but then I realized that all the people I would ask, I would be afraid of what they would say. And that we would probably need to censor it. So, congratulations. Equipping the Saints. Um, That's our lead into that. Yes. Can I get an amen? So, we're going to read a couple letters, and then I'm going to open up some space, and then we're going to go downstairs. Kara, would you like to come up? We have three people that didn't send in a video. They wanted to send in a letter. Okay, um, so we had a couple of people write in their testimonies um, for our birthday or something that they prayed for and wanted to be able to share but couldn't be with us. So this was from Ryan Weitzel. I'm thankful for knowing the Father's heart for me, freedom from self-imposed burdens, understanding the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful for people of River City 
who have prayed for me, given me wise advice, invited me into their homes, shared meals with me, laughed and cried with me. The body of Christ at RCC has helped me learn more about who I am and who God is. God has used the people of River City to pull back layer after layer of sin in my heart. In the next season, the word would be discipleship. It's time to do the work of equipping the saints, always in prayer, always following Jesus, less about us and more about him. This is from Taylor Weitzel. When I think of RCC, I think of a church that loved me from the very first Sunday and has been pursuing me like Jesus ever since. The moment we stepped through the door that first Sunday, we were seen, literally chased after and invited into a group. There was no delay in getting us connected. These were our siblings, our brothers and sisters. We were loved and we loved in return. As we've continued relationship and community with RCC, I am ever more overwhelmed by the intentionality each member has for his or her other parts. Not only have I been seen, I've been listened to, encouraged, discipled, built up, physically healed, and ultimately been transformed from a believer who didn't feel she had anything to offer to one who is confident that God has gifted her and that she is integral to what makes this body live and breathe. This is only a result of the work of the Father and through his living, breathing body of Christ that is River City. I pray as RCC enters a new year that the mystery and simplicity of all the parts of this body working together is not lost. There is always much to be pursued and touched and healed in the world, but what exists within the body of River City Church is a drop on the tongue of what sweet honey of eternity will taste like. May it always be so. This is from Kim at Stonebridge. I saw a window with an open sign in it, like you see in store or restaurant windows. As a body, you were open to what God wants to do in and through you and welcome him in. I thought of Revelation 3.20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Jesus knows he has an open invitation at your table, and he is pleased to join you and feels welcomed. He is at home with you. You, did, you do this by loving others well. He is welcomed because of the way you welcome others in. The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Matthew twenty five forty. Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Mark 9, 37. And next to the open sign was a sign that said, will return at. I believe the capital C church has lost the sense of anticipating his return and have been living accordingly. But y'all live with hearts of preparation, preparing for him and living ready for his return. He wonders, will I find faith when I return? And the answer at RCC is yes. Well done. Praying your next seven are better and more fruitful than your first. Last one from Jenny Turner. Um, what an incredible seven years you've had, RCC. I'm so grateful to have played a small part through the years. Some things have changed. I remember as RCC began really growing, City Kids opened the downstairs to create more space and provide even more greater opportunities for the kids. Julie, Jessica, and Katie were an incredible team. 
facilitating a needed change to support the growth. And then, with the continued growth, I enjoyed helping in the transition from the strong foundation Katie helped build to the creative ministry that Jessica is nurturing. These spaces and faces and procedures have changed, but some things remain the same. The priority has always been to nurture children in the knowledge of Jesus and to provide opportunities for them to encounter him. And the church body, the authentic atmosphere, has always felt refreshing to me and my family. You have always had a God-given heart for Smyrna, and, as, and it is seen, heard, and felt. You have always had a heart for each other with the community being utmost importance. I've been inspired by this body time and time again. Today, I'm excited to celebrate seven years, and I can't wait to see all that the Lord will do through the next seven. Greater things are still to come. Happy birthday, River City. Just for the next little bit, if you'd like to express any thanks, we're going to create some space. This is actually our celebration or testimony Sunday. I just want to share some uh, really fun stories about this place. And in the spirit of laughter, it'll hopefully like invoke that. <laughs> is that okay? Okay. He's paying me for this, so. <laughs> it's like $15 a minute, so I'm going to really drag it out. I'm kidding. Just kidding. Um, so I just wanted to talk about River City because that's where we're at. Um, yeah, so this is a, song, a super solid start. Um, let's give it up for our pastors, Sarah and Josh. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get bonus points for that one. Um, so Pastor Josh is awesome, and I just wanted to like bless you with this story that I'm going to share with the whole congregation. Yeah. It happened. It was a real story. So um, just like any other person, pastors go through pain and, and hurt, you know, right? Like you're real people too. Um, so one of the first interactions I had with Pastor Josh was he was going in for a solid fist bump because that's like COVID safe. And I was like, oh, he's a pastor. He's probably trying to like give me a hug, I guess. I don't know. So I punched him in the face because <laughs> I, thought, I thought that we were going for a hug and it, he wasn't anticipating that, so uh, yeah, I just, right in the face. Um, but it's okay, the concussion has worn off and we're talking again, so it's all good. <laughs> um, so the way we found this church is actually a really awesome story. My husband and I had been out of church for like six months and we were looking for a place to call home and uh, we've been praying for a place to settle into in a community and we found it and it's been awesome, but... The process was really hard and thorough. Um, we sat down at our kitchen table in like June and opened up our laptop and was we were like, okay, Lord, um, solid churches near me. And, <laughs> and River City was like number four in Google, so I don't <laughs> know how we ended up here, but I guess it just sounded trendy and like River City. Yeah, 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 exactly. So the first three were like Baptist church or Methodist, but River City, like, whoa, fancy terminology. So yeah, um, we've learned a lot here. There's been a lot of really cool people who have brought uh, perspective to our lives. And uh, just the other night in our worship group, um, we were talking about Jesus being the bread of life and how he fed the 5,000 with bread, and Shane called him the bread king. So um, that's a new one that if you want to add to your prayer journal for names of Christ, 
as you're praying through uh, the identity of Christ, you can add that, Bread King. Um, yeah, so I have literally nothing else to say. <laughs> that took everything out of me. Um, so thanks, see ya. In celebration of RCC, I'm Kate. That's my husband, Alex. We came here three and a half years ago after a lot of church hurt. And six months later, we went to Welcome to the Table, and we found out in that room that there were a lot of other people like us. There were a lot of other hearts that had been deeply hurt by humans, men and women, in spiritual leadership. And I felt like, even though we weren't through it, and I don't know how, I can't say we'll always ever will be over that hurt, but I knew that being in a place where people were vulnerable enough to share, that they were still trying to be in community with Jesus and with other believers, carrying that hurt with us, that that, that was something special. And when I tell people about RCC, and I usually only say this to believers because I don't want people to like not come, but like my uh, friends... My friend from a long time ago, she came to visit two years ago, and I was like, okay, if you're not ready to be vulnerable, or if you're not ready to, like, be uncomfortable, then, I mean, just be prepared. Because when you walk in the room, the vulnerability of the Holy Spirit that people are allowing God to show openly in our hearts and our faces is, I've never, I've never been in a room like this. And I don't know if I ever will be again. The worship team knows that this will be our last year here. And I am, um, Shane, Shane is scaring me because he says that, he says that the Lord is equipping, he called me a grenade the other day, uh, for whatever's next. <laughs> and, um, but I am so grateful to have this space and I wanted to, Make sure that people in this room or people that are watching know that this is a place where the Holy Spirit is vulnerable and raw, and it is the people in this room and the way that leadership fosters that space is almost unmatched. And the Holy Spirit is in every church and everyone, but we are so lucky to have this space. I am so grateful for it and um, grateful for the years to come where people will be healed and restored in this body in ways that you can't find in most places. So thank you, everyone in this room, everyone on the live stream, everyone who's ever been here that walked in and just let everyone see what God was doing in your hearts because that matters. And so, yeah, thank you. I figured since everybody said my name, I needed to get up. <laughs> Sometimes the Lord calls us in mysterious ways. Yeah. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Say it three times, he shows up. Um, I was going to share the other side of that story. Uh, so, yeah, we had been in a, a church. We were very active, and I was personally in a place. Uh, my heart was in a meat grinder, and I was at a point with Jesus where I said, I... Uh, 
if you don't call me out of this church, when I finally leave, I may never go to church again. And I was just, didn't leave because I didn't feel released. And at some point, the Lord brought the, the passage of the lost sheep. And he said, one went away and I went after it. <clears throat> That's what a pastor's job is. You're the one who's gone astray and there's no one at that church coming for you. So I give you permission to leave. Which was awesome and terrifying because then I was like, well, where do I go? And I think the next day I got a call from Lance Craig saying, hey, uh, over at River City, we want to start doing uh, Night of Healing Prayer and there's nobody else we know that knows how to do that better than you. So would you come help? And then Justin called me and said the same thing. And then Camille Yarborough contacted me and said the same thing. And I was like, okay, three times, just like Beetlejuice, I'll, I'll show up and be obedient. So for about six months, and I told them, I'll come help with Night of Healing Prayer. But uh, I don't want to take anybody else's spot. So I'll help. But if there's somebody in your body that wants to take that over and do it, do it. So I only came for six months. Just to that, I never came on a Sunday morning because um, I was still getting healed. And it felt like a nice, good old, warm, wet blanket when the cooks came up and said, we don't know you, but we love you. And I felt touched. And so, um, meanwhile, I knew the Hamels were looking for a home, and I hadn't spoken to them directly about River City. I just started praying, God, let them come to River City. God, let them come to River City. Let them come to River City. Again, never saying it to them. So anyway, long story short, the first Sunday morning I decided to come, I sat over there where Jonathan Godby's sitting. And I look across the room in the middle of worship, and there was Brooke sitting over there where Kate is sitting. And I was, she was like, that's <laughs> how so I do. Well, he answers my prayer for them, and, and this was the greatest Sunday morning I'd ever had. And that was, what, four or five years ago. So anyway... I, I love what the Lord does here in that, as Jessica calls it, we're a eucharismatic church. Like Dr. Karen said in her video, I love the Holy Spirit. And I've drank from the fire hose probably more than I should have. I've had my fair share. But I also love the discipline to go deeper with my daddy and with Jesus. And so, anyway, I describe this church as a nice warm blanket around me. So anyway, that's my story. Yeah, one more. Yep. And then because of the sake of food outside. <laughs> We're fasting today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, seven years, you know, it's awkward to me because I've had to come. <laughs> yeah. Now it's awkward for me. <laughs> You know, this this is my youngest son, and his, of course, Sarah's beautiful wife. And but that's the main reason I want to stand up to talk about Sarah. Uh, and I think I've mentioned this before. She's the first Yankee we've ever let in our family. <laughs> but she was a good one. She was Italian. She could cook. Uh, Really, she can cook. <laughs> no, she taught Josh how to cook, I think. But anyway, she's uh, 
Sarah and I have had some interesting conversations over the years. <laughs> and they, was, they weren't always pleasant, to be honest with you. And, uh, but I love that about her. You know, she loved me afterwards. And, uh, you know, we've had the political talks and we've had, you know, I came out of the Church of God. If you've been in the Church of God before, that, but I, you know, went to a good one. Church of God gave me my foundations. But, you know, it's been good to conversate with her, if that's a word, uh, because she'll make you know what you believe. If you don't know what you believe, don't come talking to Sarah, because you'll know exactly what you believe or not. So, I'm a blessed man. I've got half of my family here somewhere. I know where they are, but. Uh, I just wanted to bless her with favor. Lord, I pray over her favor. Just give her blessings. Thank you for the grandchildren. But Lord, I, I see great and mighty things through her writing, through the things she communicates with words. She has a gift of writing. So Lord, bless her and let her find her niche in everything she does. In Jesus' name, amen. That was good. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> that was awesome. I appreciate it. Um, so we're going to go, we're going to dismiss, but as we do, Shannon and a bunch of people are outside. They prepared a bunch. So love them well. Be kind. Um, be safe near the jumpies, right? Just remember your age. Uh, maybe your weight, like that. those two things. Uh, notice if there's small children around you. That's, that's a big one. Um, and if you'd like to buy one of the birthday t-shirts, we're just selling them at cost. It's not like we're making any money, but we've made them and you've been seeing everybody wear them. It's got this thing on the back that says we all go together. We feel like that's for us into the next season. We all go together is important continuation as we go kind of deeper into the heart of God. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to dismiss you to go kind of have fun and enjoy outside. Hopefully some of our onliners are going to be outside with us as well. Love people well. Be present. Everybody say celebrate. celebrate. Say I will. Dance today. Dance today. Cool. Amen. All right. Jesus, thank you for seven years and thank you for each person in here. Some have been here a week, some have been here a day, some have been here seven years. All of it, God, is a part of what you've brought together. So we thank you that you're faithful and you'll continue to be faithful. We just get to come along for the ride. As we go outside, I pray that we would celebrate one another, be present. Thank you for each person here. Thank you for Shannon and, and Becca downstairs helping get everything ready. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.